there's such a focus on like you got to get your protein in you got to get your carbs in like asap and yes that's actually important if you have training within less than eight hours but research shows that if you have more than eight hours between a training session or competition consuming a normal well-balanced meal and meal plan throughout the day is very efficient at replenishing glycogen helping build lean muscle mass Hello and welcome back to the Eat More Carbs podcast. My name is Jenna Fisher and I'm here with my co-host Riley Biddy. Today we're going to be answering some listener questions about illness and nutrition. Before we get started with some of our questions, we do a high and low segment where we talk about the personal wins that we have and maybe the things that we don't love so much about what's going on in our week. Riley, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I want to start off with a low this week. My low is I do not understand where the time is going. We're recording this in November of 2023 and I swear that I blinked and October and September disappeared. I was chatting with my sister yesterday and she was like, hello, are you alive? I haven't talked to you in three weeks. And I was like, I talked to you yesterday. And she's like, here's my call log. We chatted three weeks ago. So I don't know if you're feeling this too, but I feel like time is flying and I don't know where it's going. So fast right now. It's unbelievable. So fast. On that topic though, kind of transitioning into my high, I am very excited to officially announce that I'm seven and a half months pregnant. Um, (laughs) You knew this a long time ago, Jenna, but recently we just kind of made it public knowledge. It is something that Robbie and I are really, really excited about and we really respect and are so thankful for all of our friends and family who have been supporting us and then also keeping our secret. So very excited for baby girl baby coming January 2024. I am so excited to watch you step into the role of being a mom. She's going to be the third member of RBSN, so she'll be our new team member starting soon. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you guys and your family. And that also is like partly my high because I have been so nervous that I'm going to accidentally announce your pregnancy during the podcast or, you know, when we're talking or something like that. I've been, there's been so many moments when I've been like, oh yeah, it's because Riley is sick this week. So my high is that your pregnancy is announced and I no longer selfishly have to worry about accidentally (laughs) announcing this for you. And this makes your life so much easier too. So when you're editing the podcast, you don't have to cut out me talking about how I can't go to Disneyland because I can't ride any of the rides because I'm pregnant. Yeah, there have been multiple times when I had to edit out Riley saying she was pregnant and we didn't really realize it until after I was going back and editing. And I was like, oh, Riley, you uh, you let everyone know you were pregnant again. (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody has been keeping up or listening to the podcast, that's why I'm also heavy breathing. So my low, although not related to the time going super fast, is related to the idea that I just can't figure something out, which is what type of running shoes that I want to wear. I have ordered so many pairs. None of them are what I want them to be. They're either like too wide, too narrow. They don't feel like they have enough cushioning in them. And I really wanted to get a new pair before I run a race here in a couple of days. And that didn't happen. So I'll be running in my old running shoes that I've been running in for a while that I don't so much love, but at least I know that they're not going to like hurt my feet while I'm running. We've been trying for so long to get you a pair of running shoes. I know. So before we jump into some listener questions about illness and navigating, you know, immunity with nutrition, we are super excited to share that our festive fueling mini training is live as of yesterday. This free mini training is a two week training to help you navigate the holidays and your nutrition over the next couple months stress free. The training is going to be available November 13th 
through December 23rd. So make sure that you're downloading and participating in the mini training so that you feel confident over the holidays. We will leave all the information for the mini training in the podcast description. Let's get into some questions. This question came through from one of our listeners and it was after we talked a lot about post-workout fueling. And this question is, I have been super sick and I could not get anything down and I have no appetite after my run. I could only have chocolate milk. What tips are there for being sick and post-workout fueling? First of all, I just want to say that if you are someone who is chronically ill, maybe you're dealing with a long-term illness, I understand that that looks a little bit different than a short-term illness. So keeping that in mind, and we don't necessarily know what type of illness this person is referring to. And I think no matter what illness is happening right now with this person, I just want to say that your feelings are very valid. And I also want to applaud you for at least getting chocolate milk down because we love liquid energy here at the Eat More Carbs podcast. Chocolate milk is one of our favorite post-workout options. And so I think that this is a great place to start, especially if you don't really have any type of appetite. I know, Jenna, we've talked a lot about how sometimes it can be challenging to eat after a workout and a liquid energy option like chocolate milk is a great great, great, great option. And I feel like we talk about chocolate milk almost every time we talk. What other liquid calories do you recommend for athletes or active individuals that you work with after training? So I think that there's a huge misconception that it has to be a protein-based drink after a workout. And one of the macronutrients that we're most focused on after training is actually going to be carbohydrate. So that's why we love chocolate milk because it has lots of carbohydrates and a good amount of protein in it, making you know it a kind of all-in-one drink. But if you're somebody that can't stomach dairy or can't stomach chocolate milk, getting some type of carbohydrate beverage in like juice or Gatorade can help kind of kickstart that glycogen replenishment process. And that's better than nothing. I don't know what you recommend your clients, but I mean, I think there's so much pressure on like, hey, we have to have a protein shake. Hey, we have to have all this protein after a workout. Just trying to get something in, even if it's just carbohydrates, is a much better option than getting nothing in. Completely agree with you. I think the thing that I recommend a lot of times is reminding the clients that I work with that it doesn't need to be like within a super short amount of time. Sometimes right after we finish our workout, we don't really have an appetite. I remember when we would work out in Las Vegas together and it would be so warm outside that neither of us would really feel like eating immediately after our workout, but we would still make sure that we prioritize feeling at some point afterwards. So it doesn't need to be immediately after. You can wait a little bit of time and see how your body kind of cools down, maybe adjust, maybe you do just kind of fluid rehydrate type of thing after your workout before you try to include any type of bulkier food item. I know the other thing that we've talked about all the time is like smoothies, smoothie bowls, things like that. Oftentimes something cool can help cool our body down too. So that feels good when we're having that post-workout. Definitely. I think that there's such a focus on like, you got to get your protein in, you got to get your carbs in like ASAP. And yes, that's actually important if you have training within less than eight hours. So yes, we want to get something in as soon as possible, but research shows that if you have more than eight hours between a training session or competition, consuming a normal, well-balanced meal and meal plan throughout the day is very efficient at replenishing glycogen, helping build lean muscle mass. So you don't have to force yourself to eat something like you just mentioned, especially when it's super hot out or you don't really have an appetite. Back to this original question though, if you're someone that is in a short-term illness period, like you just have a common cold, there's a lot of viruses kind of circulating right now, it's okay to take some time off of exercising if that's not appropriate for your body right now. I do know on the flip side of that, that there are often times that we are athletes that are still required 
inspired to participate in training and sport, even when we aren't feeling our best? What tips do you have for that? Yeah, that's a great question because that happens more often than not. I usually recommend really trying to listen to our body as much as possible. So really focusing on like foods that feel good and figuring out how we can incorporate those into the performance plate method. Yes, it might look a little bit different than what you're normally eating, but like with the chocolate milk or like with the Gatorade, getting in something is better than getting in nothing. So I really think, especially with everything that's going on in our lives these days, we've really lost touch with our body signals and our signs. And especially during something like an illness, it is really important to listen to our bodies. I completely agree. And I also think one of the things that we have to think about is incorporating foods in our performance plate post-workout that not only feel good, but still kind of balance out that performance plate. I remember when I was swimming back in the day, been listening to the podcast for a while. You've probably heard me talk about the fact that I swam back in high school. I still had to attend a meet, even though I was sick, so sick at the time, because I just couldn't, I couldn't miss that. Couldn't let my team down, but I also like, I, you just can't miss that sometimes. I remember after the meet meets are typically like in the evening so we were going to dinner and I got off the bus to go to dinner and instead of going into the restaurant I walked directly to Starbucks because all I wanted was something cold and something to drink so I got a strawberries and cream frappuccino and that is all I had looking back now I can recognize that I was definitely missing a lot of the other components of my post-workout meal I did have some carbohydrate definitely in that frappuccino but I didn't have any protein I didn't have any antioxidants I didn't have any color on my plate or anything like that but in that moment, I just needed something that feels good. So definitely taking advantage of like cravings. If you have any, when you're not feeling like you have a big appetite is something that we can take advantage of in order to get in something. Yes. I think you bring up such a great point though of like, yes, we want to like listen to our bodies, right? Like we both said, but making sure that we're getting the appropriate amount of nutrients, making sure that we're getting enough energy is extremely important because we know that one of the risks for developing illness is underfueling. So not eating enough of the right things, chronically underfueling is going to increase your risk for illness. Which if you think about it, it makes sense because if we don't have enough fuel in our body, our body doesn't have the ability to fight off infection. Like we've talked about before, protein has many essential roles in our body, but one of those is preventing infection. And that doesn't just mean infection from like a skin infection. It means infection overall. Definitely. I always like to say like, especially with illness, right? We're working on trying to prevent that from happening instead of like responding to it later. So like a common example is, you know, we'd rather have a smaller, not a small, we still want to meet the RDA, but we want to have a smaller amount of vitamin C every single day instead of waiting for us to get sick and then having a mega dose of vitamin C. Research (laughs) supports that having a smaller chronic dose of vitamin C every single day is much more helpful and much more effective at preventing and decreasing the duration of, you know, the common cold than just having a huge mega dose. So what you're saying is, is that we should incorporate a little bit of citrus food every day versus trying to pack it all in by drinking an emergency after we already get sick. Riley, what is your favorite way to get in vitamin C every day? 
So I think a really underrated way to get in vitamin C is actually strawberries. Strawberries have more vitamin C than an orange, so I think that is one of my favorite ways. I also love orange juice. I think it's underrated. It's also almost always available anytime you're traveling. It's always an option on the airplane. I feel like it's an option at a hotel breakfast. What about you? Seasonal dependent because Cara Cara oranges are my favorites. I love Cara Cara oranges. I could probably eat one every day, but they're obviously not in season all year so I would have to say those during the more winter months when they are in season and then I'm going to copy you strawberries during the summer months I love strawberries and I, I typically try to incorporate them by like having a smoothie or something like that for breakfast and just really mix up the way that I'm having them or maybe if I am really sick and this is still high school Jenna it's a strawberries and cream frappuccino from Starbucks which <laughs> I highly doubt that's any type of real strawberry in that drink. Actually, Starbucks was getting sued because there's supposedly not real fruit in some of their drinks. So I wonder if the strawberries and cream frappuccino like falls into that. I bet it would. I feel like we are always talking about vitamin C for mm -hmm. illness prevention, infection prevention. What are some other nutrients that are underrated when it comes to any type of illness prevention. The one that I think of all the time, and this might be because I lived in Ohio where it was constantly cloudy, is vitamin D. Vitamin D is vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin that has a role in our body that we don't even fully understand yet, but we can see that it does help with illness prevention. Yeah, especially those upper respiratory tract infections. Yes, big time. So the thing I like to point out about vitamin D, though, is that you don't need to ultra-dose your vitamin D from supplementation, especially if you have not been tested and been told by a physician that you have low vitamin D level. I think that is so important. And that's something that we do with all of our clients is we recommend them getting blood work done so we can really personalize, you know, iron recommendations, vitamin D recommendations, because there is a lot of blanket supplementation out there. And like Jenna just mentioned, you know, vitamin D is something that is fat soluble, so we can store it. So really getting blood work done and working with a dietitian to have an individualized protocol, I think is really valuable. Exactly. That way we can make sure we avoid any type of toxicity with supplementation. I know that you've talked about it a lot before, but typically it's toxicity levels don't happen unless we are supplementing that with some type of a vitamin, multivitamin, or something like that. It doesn't happen from consuming high amounts of food. Yes. So we talked about vitamin C, we talked about vitamin D, we talked about protein. Anything else that you love for your clients to take or anything that you focus on with illness? One of the ones I think that's really overrated or under like overlooked when it comes to illness prevention is hydration. At baseline, a lot of people struggle with getting enough water in, but hydrating, especially when we're thinking of like transporting nutrients throughout our body, that's like a good way to do that. Yes. And especially right now, right? We are kind of entering that holiday season. So we have a lot of clients, a lot of athletes who are going to be traveling. They're going to be going to friends, houses, families, houses, things like that. So they're going to be exposed to additional illness, right? With the, with the travel, with the air travel. They're going to be dehydrated because they're on a plane. They're going to be inside, so vitamin D is low. And then if we're out of our element, maybe we're not consuming enough vitamin C. This is kind of like a, I don't want to say trifecta, but we're kind of putting ourselves at a greater risk of illness. It's easy to see when you put it in that perspective why it's so common that we pick up common colds when we are kind of traveling and out of our norm. 
Is there anything else that you recommend for your clients that you work with in addition to some of the things we just talked about when it comes to illness prevention? Definitely on an individualized basis, but I do find that a lot of athletes will benefit sometimes from like a probiotic or even if somebody doesn't want to take a probiotic, just really increasing probiotic containing foods like kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, things like that, just to kind of help give the gut a little extra boost when it's protecting us from those icky germs. If you're recommending to increase some of these more fermented foods, what's your favorite type of like kefir or brand that you like? recommendations there yeah so I love I love kefir I we've chatted before about how kefir seems to protect the healthy bacteria that's in the product the most when it's going through the stomach acid compared to certain foods so I do think that there's a higher return with kefir um I think it's really easy to incorporate it post-workout so we're kind of having a full circle moment now and going back to that first question but a drinkable kefir like Lifeway they come in individual bottles it has protein and carbs in it it's something that you could incorporate after your workout for those healthy probiotics but then also to help with that glycogen replenishment and that muscle mass maintenance I love that. So back to answering our first question, something like a kefir would be a great thing to incorporate, especially if the appetite is low, because that's going to be a drinkable form of yogurt or yogurt-like product. That would be a great way to get in a little bit of carbohydrate and protein and even some probiotic. What are your final ways or tips to stay healthy during winter sports season? I think prevention is key. So I would focus on, you know, trying to get some of these foods in that we talked about, you know, making sure that we're listening to our body, making sure that we're hydrating, like you just mentioned. I always think it's fun to have a feeling focus sometimes when it comes to food. So over the holiday season, you know, having a smoothie, right? Like something like you've mentioned, having a post-workout smoothie that um, the feeling focus is post-workout nutrition, but then also maybe some immunity and illness prevention. So like you mentioned with your strawberries, you know, throwing those in, throwing some kefir into that smoothie, coming up with that smoothie that has that feeling focus as another way to kind of keep it fun, keep it interesting, and then making sure that we're, we're sleeping and then hydrating like you mentioned. Yeah, I think sleep is such an underrated part of keeping ourselves healthy that we kind of often ignore. I was always involved in like winter sports during high school when I was actively competing and I often would neglect that. And I think that that was probably one of the big roots of the reason why I got sick so often. So can't stress enough how important sleeping is especially during this time. Summarizing some of the big topics from today, if you don't have the best appetite after your workout, you can give yourself a little bit of time or focus on some liquid calories, maybe like a chocolate milk, a kefir, or even a smoothie. When it comes to keeping yourself healthy, prioritizing getting in some vitamin D, some vitamin C, hydration, sleep, and maybe a probiotic. Keeping yourself healthy involves several things, including nutrition, and immunity is one of the things that we will touch on in our membership, which launches in January of 2024. As a reminder, RBSN is launching our very first membership program this January. The Fueling for Life membership is going to be available for active women and our elite athletes starting January 1st, 2024. We're so excited for everyone to be part of the membership. And if you want to be on our early access, you can sign up now. This program is perfect for those athletes and those active women who are just starting their journey and are looking for a nutrition and education backed program that's going to help them with their confidence and their body and also reducing stress around food. For all the details on the membership, you can check it out on RileyBeatty.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Eat More Carbs podcast. As always, make sure you 
you rate, subscribe, and review. Leave any questions that you might have in this episode, or you can DM us on Instagram. We're at the Eat More Carbs podcast. You can find me at Jenna Fisher Nutrition, and you can find Riley at Riley Beatty Nutrition. As always, thanks for listening, and remember to eat more carbs.